Oh, no, just wait. You haven't seen this wide receiver group with Calvin Austin, with Anthony Miller. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates, where you found this Steelers back in action, sort of, practice action. Now that we have game action, we have something to compare to it out in St. Vincent College, 1.55 p.m. practice, open to the public. My guess is that Jaws have still not been picked up off the floor among some of you from some of the stuff the offense was able to do in the preseason victory over the Seahawks a few nights ago. I've made pretty clear my feelings that, you know, it's just preseason and there's a long way to go even within that. I also know that that was the only action that anyone's been able to see so far, at least on any mass scale, and that it looked and at least felt a little bit real. But I got to tell you, rather than trying to further tamp that down, the best is actually yet to come. Because you haven't seen this group with Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, the starters out there. You haven't been able to see how the Steelers can utilize Chase in the slot area, which is something that we've seen a ton of out in Latrobe. You haven't been able to see what this group looks like, including deeper into preseason games with Austin, with Miller, because they were both injured for this one. What you saw instead, of course, was Gunnar Olszewski coming out with the first team guns a-blazing. A couple of pretty nice sequences to get way open for longer passes by Mitch Trubisky, ultimately a 20-yard touchdown. And I didn't even mention Stephen Sims, who was just wowing out there in the second half, creating instant separation from not only himself and the Seahawks, but himself and the universe, the way he was creating his own open grass um yeah i mean miles boykins in there too this is the you know, maybe the the biggest thickest body out of the group who made his own presence somewhat felt he wasn't great in the second half but you could see that this is an nfl wide receiver and all of this is going to have to be condensed into i'm guessing six Wide receivers, by the time the roster gets to 53, we have seen the team go with five at different points, but this one really has to be a six. Let's kind of go through that today to see why. The obvious starters are Johnson, Claypool, and Pickens, and when I say obvious, I do mean obvious, with Austin Kolchevsky and arguably Miller being the next tier. And from there, you've got Boykin and, hey, I never even mentioned Tyler Vaughn's. All the guy did was make the winning catch and run with three seconds left. Left him off the list completely. 
It's the perfect time to advance your career and invest in yourself. Point Park University has lowered tuition on many master's degrees. Pay the same low master's price for courses online or on our downtown Pittsburgh campus. Whatever works best for you. Choose from over 30 Point Park master's and doctoral degrees. Visit pointpark.edu slash graduate to learn more. Save thousands of dollars with Point Park's reduced master's tuition. Visit pointpark.edu slash graduate. So what are we up to? Eight guys? Eight? Maybe more? You know, maybe they'll sign a few more. Uh, It's going to be tough. There's no question about that. Omar Khan's most challenging decisions will be at wide receiver. I have no doubt about that. Uh, That's to the credit of all concerned. But now comes the headache component to it because they do have tough decisions to make. They have guys who are performing well enough that maybe you won't be able to sneak one or more onto the practice squad. And I got to tell you, uh, being careful here and not losing my mind, because the best uh, and maybe the deepest pools of talent the Steelers have had at this position in recent years, it's not these guys, with all due respect. Uh, Any group that's got Antonio Brown in it is going to just rock it up any such list, and that might go double for the earlier A-B years when he was still, remember, old money, new money, fast money, Heinz Ward, Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Wallace, they were there for a brief period, kind of overlapping with A-B, so let's not get too carried away with any sort of, oh, they're so super fantastic deep and everything else, but... The depth that's there is real, and the depth in and of itself is an asset. And one would hope that rather than just kind of tiptoeing up to the deadline to make these cuts that Khan is seriously looking at and even discussing potential trades, there are teams that are in need of wide receivers. The Seahawks, team we just saw here, made a move to get one yesterday. However it is that the Steelers ended up with this number of them, they need to turn it into something positive, even if that's just picks in future drafts. You want to think about something bigger? Go right ahead and do that. I've heard from more than one person over the last 48 hours or ever since that game ended. Hey, why not trade Chase Claypool to the, to the Bears for Roquan Smith and get a linebacker to replace Devin Bush? It's not really that simple. I actually wouldn't mind at least opening up such a discussion. Heaven knows what's happening at inside linebacker right now isn't attractive, and it would appear that Mike Tomlin agrees with that given that Yesterday's practice at Latrobe saw Miles Jack holding down one spot and Bush and Robert Spillane rotating at the other. But Roquan Smith isn't just going to be given away, even by the Bears. This is one of the better players at his position in the league. He's 25 years old. He can do a lot of things. I think it'll take markedly more than Claypool to get him. Besides, again, this is where I don't want to lose my mind about this overwhelming depth here. 
because those three guys that I mentioned to you as the starters, that's that's a pretty good group. And that's not something that you want to take away, I think, from the side of the football where you have the greatest uncertainty. Think of it this way. If your three guys are, and they are, Deontay, Chase, and Pickens, if you want to get Calvin Austin or someone else onto the field or an old chef's keeper, just do it. You know, <laughs> you don't have to overthink this. Just put them out there. Go four wide, utilize some motion, do whatever it is that you have to do to get them on the field. You can mix and match within these groups. Who's a starter is a depth chart thing. Who you have going onto the field is a snap-by-snap thing. Nothing wrong with mixing and matching. I like this group. I hope that the Steelers get some assets out of who's ever leaving. But at the same time, I'm not ready... I shouldn't say that. Obvious Roquan Smith. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough, but it's a it's a good thing, right? This is a positive. When we come back, J1Q. Shot of Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. They are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped, not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. And today's J1Q comes from Kevin Seiler, who asks, Do you think we have a quality backup on the roster to give... T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith some rest. Seems like our issues now are with both inside and outside linebackers. Boy, this is well-timed because I couldn't agree more. It's not something that was going to get exposed by the Seahawks of all teams with Drew Locke and Geno Smith running around at quarterback. Probably the NFL's worst tandem at the most important position. But yeah, yeah, the depth at this position, for anybody who doesn't know, and you could not be faulted for not knowing, is Derek Tuska, Jannard Avery, and a couple other guys you've either not heard of or barely heard of. Now, in fairness, I'll say that Tuska showed some promise late last season, went out there and made some splash. Splash can be a tricky thing to use as a measuring stick for how a guy's doing defensively if it's in a small sample size, because you can just run into splash. And honestly, Tuska didn't floor me Saturday night, either live at the game or later upon watching the film over. He's he's okay He's absolutely unequivocally not somebody that you'd feel good about 
throwing out there as a starter if one of those two got hurt. Avery is a bit of a different case because he's been hurt through a good portion of this camp. And he undeniably was a guy that the Steelers were looking at as maybe being the three or four on this list, presuming you lump all of the outside linebackers into one big pot. And anybody who was getting excited all over again about Tuzar Skipper, uh, especially after he was the one that pounced on that Mark Robinson forced fumble late in the game, Tuzar ends up getting waved slashed injured right after that. Um, it's not encouraging. It's not the kind of thing that you want to think about, even from the standpoint of using the OLBs in a rotational sense, which I will keep reminding everyone the Steelers do regularly and have done regularly in TJ's tenure. TJ is not someone who's on the field every single snap. When he wires himself out, he will tap himself out. He has a certain energy level that he feels he has to maintain. He won't hesitate in doing this. He will go straight to the sideline and he will be trusted to pick the right spots to do that. When he does, whether his backup is Taco Charlton or whether it's Anthony Ciccolo, he's going to come off without stopping. So, yes, to your point, this is a position that Khan needs to address. It's not optional. I really believe that. I also believe, though, that this more so than inside linebacker, is a position that you can address reasonably well by waiting out the cuts at the end of the preseason. If there's somebody that you really like, you can go and pursue them. But man, you got to remember one thing. This head coach felt burned by what happened with Melvin Ingram last summer and then into the season. Mike Tomlin made no secret of that. After Ingram was sent out of here, Tomlin said, this is why we trust the players who are with us, the guys that we have a chance to be around for more than just a month or two. Now, you'll take Ingram's level of performance, and I've no doubt Tomlin would have happily done that had Ingram not asked his way out. But that whole hostages and volunteers thing is something that this head coach takes very seriously, almost with a chip on his shoulder kind of attitude. So just because you'll end up seeing some names out there along the way, don't presume that that means that the Steelers will want them. There will be all kinds of of extra close attention paid to anybody that's brought in from the outside, OLB or otherwise. Really good question. I appreciate it. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one.